You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. And I'm just grateful to the Lord that we're able to come together today and as we just come together to seek him this morning. Amen. So praise God for that. Let us continue to just worship the Lord this morning. So we're going to open up in a word of prayer. We're going to worship the Lord together this morning. And we're going to just take this time just to remember all that God has done for us. And just be reminded this morning of how great and awesome he is and how wonderful he is to us. Amen. And this morning we also are taking communion as well. So those that are home or watching with us today, wherever they're at today, that, you know, feel free to get your communion ready. And we'll be taking communion together as we do this in remembrance of the Lord this morning. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this day, Heavenly Father. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. We thank you for this time together today, Lord Jesus, and we thank you, Father God, for there is no other like you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, today, my God, as we're able to come into your presence, my God, because your presence is where we want to be, Lord. Father God, without your presence, my God, Lord, then... Father God, we're not really having church, Lord, but this morning, Lord, we thank you, Lord, as your word says, where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst, my God, and Father, we just thank you today, Lord God, that you are here with us, my God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that, my God, your arms, your hands are able to outstretch, Father God, all across the world today, my God, because your word is alive, living, and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, my God. So this morning, we just thank you for this time. We thank you, Father God, as we're able to come together to praise you. We thank you, Lord, as we're able to come together to worship you this morning. Oh, we just praise you this morning, Lord God. We just glorify you this morning, Lord God. And Lord, we are just so grateful, Lord God, of the love that you have for us, my God. We thank you, Lord, that that love, my God, is for all the world today, my God. And that there is no other love, no greater love than yours, Lord Jesus. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for, Lord, we count it an honor and a privilege today to come together to serve you, to worship you, to praise you, to glorify you, Lord Jesus. And, Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord God, for there is no other like you, Lord Jesus. And, Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you, Father God, for leading us and guiding us and directing us and all that we do here today, Lord. We ask that your will be done. Not our will be done, but your will be done, Lord Jesus. Oh, so we just thank you this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. You could hear me without it anyways, but, you know, I'll put it on here anyways for those that are watching with us online this morning. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning and just, you know, to come together to seek the Lord this morning. Amen. And I pray that we came together to seek him, to hear from him, to look to him, because how many of us know that it's him that teaches us through it all? Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. And it is Communion Sunday, so we will be taking communion together today as well. So we're looking forward to that today. So I want to open up this morning and we're going to talk about something today. And I'm going to, what's it called? Uh, We're going to go one way. We're going to go one route right now. Well, the question is today is, do you trust me? Okay. And there's a reason for that. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Amen. But I wanted to do just a quick demonstration real quick of what I'm talking about on that. And I was asked if I was going to turn the water into wine, and that would not, you know. We know that the Lord can, you know, but, you know, but that, that, wasn't, the, that wasn't the goal today. But if the Lord decides to, then praise God. I just hope he doesn't turn it into blood. Amen? You guys know what was going on there, right? So one of the plagues coming up or anything like that. Amen? But I'm going to ask right now, who's willing, who wants a bottle of water? 
Okay, come on up, come on up. Just whoever wants to come on up, come on up. All right, all right. Amen. 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 Amen, guys. Here you guys go. Amen. 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 Here you go. Amen. Hey, Sister Jerry, here you go. Amen. Praise God. Oh, for my hug. I'll take the hug. I'll take the hug. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Who would like a loaf of bread? Come on, man. Here you go. Manny jumped on that. <laughs> you got to be quick. Manny's had his hands up quite a bit over here. So here you go. Here, here you go, man. Here you go. Here you go. All right. Amen. You need some eggs? All right. You need some eggs? I'm getting grocery lists now, huh? Well, check it out. Who wants this right here? I got a whole dollar in dimes right here. Dollar and dimes. All right, Sammy, come on up, Sammy. All right, all right. You guys slept on that. There's a whole dollar in dimes right here. Here you go, Sammy. Enjoy that. Just don't drop it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, he came up on that, right? And there's a reason why I did that today. Because many times we become a little hesitant when somebody offers you something, especially in the world we grow up in and we live in today. We have a hard time trusting people. We have a hard time, you know, taking from people when something is freely given. And we always, we'll usually ask the question, well, why is it free? And honestly, you should ask that. Because <laughs> if anything's free, there's just something to it, right? There's either a motive or, you know, they have something behind it. You know, I'm not coming in that way today. But, you know, so sometimes what happens is we become a little bit hesitant to take what is being offered. You know, I mean, we should teach our kids, right? Don't take candy from a stranger, right? Don't listen to strangers. I don't care what they have, but don't take what they have, you know, what they have if you don't know them. You know, let us take it, try it, and then see if it's okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. But we teach them this, right? And that's the right way to do because the problem is in our world today is we cannot trust just anybody. We have to know those we trust. You come to church, and I offered a bottle of water. I offered a loaf of bread. I offered a dollar in, in dimes. And you were trusting me enough to take it. Well, some of you were, right? Some of you were like, I don't know, what, you know. But see, here are some of the things that happened with that. You know, what's funny is, is that I offered this water, and I got a whole 35-pack here. There's, you know, we got enough for everybody. But only a couple of people were willing to come up. Maybe because, well, I'm not thirsty right now. I had a whole loaf of bread. Not eggs, but I had a loaf of bread. But only a few wanted it. I had money. What does Mr. Krabs say? Money. <laughs> it was a dime. It was in dimes, but it was a dollar. Dollar's still a dollar, right? As far as, as far as I know. But not everybody was willing to come and take it. And honestly, if I was sitting where you're at, and I saw that as well, I might have questioned the water because maybe it's not the brand I like. Oh, that's Crystal Geyser. I like Crystal Geyser. I was going to get the store brand. Lucky I got Crystal Geyser. <laughs> but the first thought comes, oh, that's, that's Crystal. I don't, I don't like Crystal Geyser. Those are the little ones. I only do Fiji. I only do alkaline. <laughs> Be happy with what you got. It was free. The bread, you may say, well, I don't like wheat bread. I don't know what kind of bread is that. It has too many grains. It's not big enough. It's not good enough. It's not what I want. 
I offered a dollar in dimes, and only one person came up to get it. I didn't say to raise your hand if you want it. I said just if you want it, just come and get it. But that, I appreciate you, though, raising your hands and being courteous. I really appreciate that. I wouldn't want to see a bunch of people crowding around and getting knocked over. But many times we looked at that, well, that's not enough for me to get up to go get. That's not enough for me. I don't want to carry change. I'll be honest, I didn't want to carry the change to use that as a demonstration because I'm not, I don't like carrying change. <laughs> Especially when you don't have a purse. I have pockets. My, my pockets get heavy. <laughs> But many times we'll look at that, well, that's not enough for me to get up, especially if it's in dimes. I was going to do quarters, but I think more of you would have probably got up. <laughs> for a quarter, we're willing to get up, right? I was going to do pennies, but that would have been a lot of pennies. Like, no, dimes is cool. But we look at that, and whatever reason it is, we weren't willing to take what was freely offered and what was freely given. And many times that has to do with trust. Maybe the first time here today, and or you've been here a couple times, but you don't really know me. Like, I don't know, I don't know about that guy. <laughs> I know he's a pastor, but I don't know what he did at that water. They're sealed. It was a sealed package. That's why it was sealed, guys. But there may always be reasons that we deal with trust. So because we don't trust, we're not willing to be open to what's freely being offered. Because the reality of it is, is that. Brother AJ prays his hand first, so now he not only gets the bottle of water, you're going to take a whole pack home. What looks small became more because there's provision and what's given. Who took the bread? Come on up, Manny. Because Manny took the bread, he now gets a is $25? $25 gift card to Subway. You can have some sandwiches. Amen. You could treat the family for lunch today. Or you could just get yourself a couple footlongs for yourself. Awesome. See, what was small, all of a sudden he got more than what he bargained for. He was just willing to say, he might not even like that bread, but he said it's free. See, that's what the Bible says, to have faith, childlike faith. But we also teach them to those you can trust. Amen. Now you're all thinking like, man, I needed bread too, right, Valerie? You would have like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, who took, who took the, the dimes? Sammy. Come on up, Sammy. There you go. Oh, no, right? Thank you guys for part, being a part of that. Amen. Amen. Don't worry, you don't got to give that stuff back to me. It's yours. <laughs> and this is what I want to talk about today. We had things that were here that were free. But we had our reasons for not raising our hand or getting up to come and get it. Whether it was the brand you didn't like, whether it wasn't enough, or whether right now you're just like, no, I'm good. I have what I need. I don't need it. I'm not thirsty right now. I'm not hungry right now. I don't need that dollar right now. But believe me, if you were in a place with no water, 
Oh, that water, you would have ran up and probably ran over your neighbor for it. If you were hungry, that bread was looking real good right now. If you were in need of some money, oh, that dollar could get me possibly a taco from Jack in the Box. I know prices have went up. A dollar isn't even covered anymore, right? But see, what happens is, is we find ourselves that we're only willing to take if we think we need or if it's what we want or what we like. What is freely offered. But are we willing to take it? And this has a problem with trust. And this is how we treat the Lord. This is how we act with our Lord and our Savior today, even when we didn't know Him. It has to do with trust, because how am I going to trust someone that says He died for my sins, that He rose again on the third day, and that He came to give me life, and He loved me so much even though I rejected Him? Even though I didn't believe in him. Even though I felt all that was just a bunch of stories and I didn't understand it. Even though I was so angry, but yet I refused to believe in the one who can deliver me and heal me and save me. And what it was is because I didn't trust him enough to open up my heart to receive what was freely being offered. And what looked so small because it's a prayer of faith. But in that prayer of faith, because when we're willing to accept the Lord as Savior, oh, you don't realize how much more comes with it. That $20 was nothing. That, that pack of water is nothing. That subway card is nothing compared to what we get in Christ Jesus. You know, that's funny. This message cost me. <laughs> Praise God. It cost me. Like, Lord, well, okay, okay. So Letty went out and did some shopping for me. She's like, what is this for? It's a message. <laughs> but it's nothing compared to what it cost him. It's nothing compared to what it cost God the Father to send his son to die for our sins and the sins of the whole world today that we could have life in him. But it all has to do with trusting him. Why do we treat God like that today? Well, Lord, I'm not thirsty right now, so I don't need that. I'm too busy right now. I have all I need. I have enough bread. I have enough water. I have enough finances right now. Nah, I haven't really done anything bad that I really think that I need forgiveness for right now, so I'm good. But I could point out I could point out everybody else's wrongs, though. <laughs> okay, we'll leave that there another time. Or maybe we look at it, well, it's not enough. I went to church today, but, you know, they didn't really do it for me today. It just didn't, you know, didn't feel right. Didn't have what I wanted. Didn't have the brand I wanted. Didn't meet the need. You know, altar was open. You know, worship was going. The word was going. But you know, it just wasn't enough for me to get up. 
like the stack of dimes. And I'm not going to lie. I've been there just as much as you have. If we're completely honest with ourselves. I've treated the Lord like this in many areas of my life. Where you cast the first stone, remember the Bible says. But I'm going to be real with you. I find myself in that place because I'm human. I react the same way as you would. When things are going good, it's like, man, you know. I find myself in a place that I'm not as desperate as I was. But it's when I start to learn to pray for others and to realize that it's not just about me, but it's about others in my life. The importance of me seeking God and having a relationship with God because it affects others and it could do so in a good way or a bad way. I can choose to be a self-righteous Christian and point out everybody's faults and tell you how wrong you are, or I can choose to show you the love of God that he has for me that I want to show you. Because that's the love that I know. That's the love that changed me. That's the love that came into my heart and freed me and helped me to be delivered from anger and pain and sorrow and being lost and confused. Yeah, the Led Zeppelin song, Days and Confused for So Long, that was me. <laughs> but now when I listen, I'm like, no, it's not me anymore. I don't know if you guys know this song, Corn, Blind. Well, you know, it's, a, it's about being blind, and I'm like, I'm no longer blind no more. I'm not throwing songs out so you go check them out. I'm just, you know. <laughs> That's what I grew up with, okay? This is stuff that I related to. But now I can see. Now I can see. So I can't relate to it anymore because like, no, I'm not blind anymore. The Lord opened my eyes. Now I know him personally. I can't even explain it many times. But I can share with you the change it has caused in my life. I remember somebody asked me a long time ago, and it was someone that I didn't like, and he didn't like me, and we hated each other. I didn't really hate him. I was just frustrated with him because he hated me so much. But I did the best I could over that time to just love him, to ignore him, <laughs> and to pray for him. And I remember one day, like three years later, four years later, I remember one day sitting, I was in the car with him. We were going somewhere, yeah. Awkward place. And all of a sudden he just asked me, what made you change? What happened to you? Because he knew the old me. He said, what happened to you? I said, I can't explain it. I go, All I know is I put my faith in Christ. And he's changed me from the inside out. I said, because I believe in him and because I know he loves me. I now have a peace like I, could, I didn't have anymore. And because that peace today. It's caused me to change. Nobody told me I had to change. Nobody said I had to stop doing this, stop doing that. No, it was a change that came within that started to make me want to change. Am I fully changed? No. <laughs> Told you. Go ask Letty. <laughs> She'll tell you. Not everything, though. 
But it's a process. But it's a process that I know that God's love endures forever. And he will see me and you through. He will see us through. So the question is, again, do you trust him? Let's look at Ezekiel chapter 3. And we're going to look at some couple of things here today. For you theologians today, I'm going to read the word of God. Yes, amen. We're going to get into the word, amen. I don't want you to take my word for it. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 3. And it says, And he said to me, Son of man, feed your belly with this scroll that I give you and fill your stomach with it. Then I ate it, and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. Amen? But now let's go to Revelation chapter 10. We're going to look at verse 8 through 11. Revelation 10, verse 8 through 11. He says, Then the voice that I heard from heaven spoke to me again, saying, Go, take the scroll that is open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the little scroll. And he said to me, Take it and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but in your mouth it will be sweet as honey. And I took the little scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it. It was as sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it in my stomach was made bitter. And I was told you must again prophesy about many peoples and nations and languages and kings. Now, let's look at something here. Isn't it amazing when the word of God goes forth and you're like, wow, I get it. And it's comforting. It brings me in you peace. It brings me in you courage. It brings me in you to a place that it's like, wow, Lord, you, you are alive. You are real. You are active in my life today. You're active in the lives of those around me because, Lord, I am seeing the glory of God in the lives of those around me today. Praise God. And it's a sweetness to it because it's so loving. It's so amazing. And you're just like, wow, God, you're so faithful. Thank you for taking the time to teach me and instruct me. But, oh, I have no idea what he's preparing me for. We have no idea about the trial or the fire we might go through. And he gave me and you that word to prepare our hearts, to prepare our minds, to stay focused on him so that we will know to give thanks to the Lord for he is good because his steadfast love endures forever. Because there's going to be moments now in that time that he's going to have to now teach me and you to trust in his word even when it doesn't seem like it. Even when it comes to a place where God, do you still love me? God, if you love me, then why would you allow me to go through this? Then, God, if you love me, why do I got to keep going through this? God, if you love me, if you were faithful to me, then, God, why do I still find myself in places sometimes even worse, Lord? Why do the mountains seem higher? Why do the valleys seem lower? Why does the water seem deeper? Why does the fire seem hotter? Why does the storm feel more chaotic? Because through the storm, are you still going to choose to trust him? Knowing that he's faithful to bring you through. And see, it's easy for me and you to say it. But it's another thing to live through it. 
It's another thing to be in that place of distress, of anxiety, of sorrow, of sickness, of pain, of, of confusion. Because yes, as a Christian, you, we still get all these feelings and emotions. We talked about it last week. How many of us still get angry? couple of us okay amen you got the message last week that means you let it go amen but this is what he teaches me and you to trust him and whatever you're facing today the question is the Lord is asking me and you today do you trust me We talked about it earlier, how we teach our children not to just trust anyone. We talk to each other, don't just trust anyone. But the one that we can teach them to trust, the one that we can teach others and tell others they can trust, is they can trust in the Lord. But we're able to tell them they can trust in the Lord because we have come through the fire. We've been through the valleys. We've been through the hard times to see that, God, I can trust you through it. In my lowest moments, Lord, you still brought me through. When I didn't think I can go any further, but God, you gave me the strength. When I wanted to give up on myself and I wanted to give up on life and I just wanted to give, just like, Lord, I just can't do this anymore. But yet, God, you did not let me stay there, but you picked me up out of the miry clay and gave me the strength to keep going forward and trust you, Lord God, you're going to bring me through. And wherever we're at today, the Lord is going to bring you through. He's going to bring you through. But you're going to come through in such a way that that trust is going to grow even deeper in the Lord. And when that next trial or tribulation or fire comes, you'll be ready. Because you know you can trust the Lord. This is what the Israelites went through. They went through slavery for 400 years. They were bound, they were beaten, they were taken advantage of. And the reason why this was going on is in Exodus chapter 1, verse 8. Don't worry, I'm not going to go through the whole book of Exodus. Maybe just Genesis. (laughs) Exodus chapter 1, verse 8. It says, now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. See, before all of this, Joseph was a savior of Egypt. Because God sent them there and he went there as a slave. But because of the favor of God, he rose into a rank that God was able to use him to be able to deliver and to save Egypt. But not just Egypt, but all the surrounding nations. And so what happens is, is now Egypt is open to Israel to come and to stay there in Egypt. But just like anywhere else, when you go to someone's house, you go somewhere, how do you, how many of us know you overstay your welcome? (laughs) It's getting late. You know, oh, then you see them go, oh. While the Israelites overstayed their welcome, the Hebrews. Not only did they overstay their welcome, but it was a place where it was a man that 
it says that he didn't know Joseph. But it wasn't so much he didn't know Joseph, he didn't know God. He didn't know about the works that God had did through Joseph. But what he did see was the people of God and how great they were. And he realized, man, if these people ever figure out the power that they have, if these people ever figure out who they are and the strength that they have in numbers against us, they'll overtake us. So what does he say? Enslave them. Not only enslave their bodies, but enslave their mentality. Sound familiar in your life today? You have all the power of our Lord Jesus Christ today, but there will always be something or someone that does not know God that will come against you to enslave your mentality in the way that you think and how you see God. Because the devil does not want you to know the power and the freedom that me and you have today in Christ Jesus. But the reality is, even the Hebrews did not fully know God. They knew of God. They heard about all that God did, but they didn't know God. But they were about to meet him. But it wasn't an easy way. See, look over real quick to Genesis 50, verse 24 and 25. It says, and Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will visit you and bring you up out of this land to the land that he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. See, Joseph told them, you're not going to stay here forever. This is a temporary place. You're not going to be here forever. You are going to leave this, and you're going to go into the promised land that was promised to Abraham. But the problem is Joseph wasn't very specific in the message. <laughs> he didn't share with them the suffering that they would go through, the pain and the torment that they would go through. But it was through this pain, it was through this suffering that they would learn to know how to trust the Lord. And so they're in Egypt. They're enslaved for 400 years. And they're crying out for salvation. They're crying out for deliverance. They're crying out, God, save us. And God is hearing these petitions and requests. But it was in the Lord's timing. And if you have an issue with him leaving the Hebrews there that long, take it up with him, not me. I just bring the message. And if you have an issue how long it's taking in your life today, don't take it up with me. Take it up with God because I do too. I've asked the Lord many times, how long is this going to go on, Lord? He hasn't answered me sometimes. <laughs> but I can't trust him as you can. So what does he do? He raises up Moses and Aaron. And they go to Pharaoh. And God says, I am going to make myself known through you. Through your suffering, through your pain, through your anguish, through your slavery, through all that you face and go through, I am going to make my name known to these Egyptians that I am God, but not only to them, but I'm going to make myself known to you that I am your God. 
See, through your trials and tribulations, God is making himself known through you and me. But he's also making himself known to you and me as well. If we're willing to trust him. What did he do? He turned the water into blood. Thank you, Lord, for not doing that to Brother AJ's pack. (laughs) He brought the frogs. He brought lice, flies, livestock pestilence, boils, hail, locusts, and extreme darkness. And as SpongeBob would say, advanced darkness, right? SpongeBob fans here? All right. I'm sorry, I like SpongeBob. But the biggest one he did was in Exodus chapter 10, verse 1 through 13. My prayer is is that we will take this word today to heart. Because believe me, there's more to it that the Lord has given me in you today. He says, then the Lord said to Moses, go into Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I may show these signs of mine among them, and that you may tell in the hearing of your son and of your grandson how I have dealt harshly with the Egyptians and what signs I have done among them, that you may know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and said to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your country, and they shall cover the face of the land so that no one can see the land. And they shall eat what is left to you after the hail, and they shall eat every tree of yours that grows in the field, and they shall fill your houses and the houses of all your servants and of all the Egyptians as neither your fathers nor your grandfathers have seen from the day they came on earth to this day. Then he turned and went out from Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long shall this man be a snare to us? Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not yet understand that Egypt is ruined? So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go, serve the Lord your God, but which ones are to go? Moses said, We will go out with your young and our old, and we will go out with our sons and daughters and with our flocks and herds, for we must, be, we must hold a feast to the Lord." Now, I read the wrong one, but that's okay, amen? That's what the Lord wanted us to hear. And this kept going on over and over again, and he never let them go. But it wasn't until the Passover, and I'm sorry, that's Exodus 12, verse 1 through 13, where the Lord tells them he was going to send his death angel into the land of Egypt, and every firstborn of the land would be killed. But he says, for you, you will go into your house and you will have the Passover meal and you will prepare the Passover meal. But you will do it in haste. You will do it in a way that you're ready to go. You're ready to move. To be ready. And he says, what you will do is you will sacrifice the lamb, but you will not break its bones. And you will eat every portion of it before morning. He says, to bring the families together, whatever you do, but to take the blood of that offering and you put it over the doorpost of your houses. And when you put it over the doorpost of your house, you can learn that you can trust me because that means that that angel will pass over you. And this will be a remembrance to you that the Lord passed over you and none of, no harm came to you. 
Imagine how crazy that must have sounded. If God were to tell me and you today, I want you to go home, pull out that goat, cut it up, eat it, but I also want you to spread some blood over your door tonight because there's a death angel coming. I mean, I'd do it, but I'd be like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean there's a death angel coming? Why? <laughs> I, th- I thought you were dealing with them, not us. I mean, I trust God, but I don't fully know you yet. I mean, come on, you gotta, we got to really think about how real this must have been for them in those houses. I mean, they're hoping, like, I hope this is right, right? I mean, after it happened, they're like, oh, praise God, yes. <laughs> but during the time that was going on, I can't imagine that was easy. Are you really going to pass over and are we really going to be protected? And many times we have that in our life. Lord, are you really going to bring me through this? I know your word says it. I know you can do it. But still, there's a part of me that's afraid. But Lord, I thank you that you're teaching me to trust you. And he taught them to trust him. And why did he teach him to trust him? Because we're going to go to this next chapter 14 of Exodus, verse 10 through 16. And this may be me and you today. When you're caught in an impossible situation. When you're caught in a place that seems hopeless. When you're caught in a place that you see no other way. That's what happened to Israel. Once they were left, they were set free. They plundered the Egyptians. They took all their bunch of earrings. Jordans. You know, it took everything, man. Yeah, it came up. (laughs) Out there in the desert with some Jordans. uh. (laughs) Just pictured that. All kinds of sand up in there. Sorry. But they go out into the desert. And now they're, they're on their way. And all of a sudden, Egypt thinks about, what the heck did we just do? We just let go of all our labor. I don't want to do it. And so they go after the Hebrews. And what happens is, is they end up at the Red Sea an impossible place with the enemy behind them. And they start to cry out as we see here, verse 10 of Exodus 14, when Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. How many of us have ever been there? Lord, it was better in Egypt. People are worse now than before. (laughs) Okay, not you, but some of us. Because their minds were still enslaved. 
their way of living and their way of thinking was still captured. And this would be a long process they would go through as you read on. You see everything they go through, but this is some of the first steps they took in trusting the Lord. They learned deliverance. But now they were truly going to see the deliverance of the Lord when the enemy was surrounding them. When the pressure was coming in. When the enemy was coming in like a flood. When their lives were on the line, when the circumstance was on the line, when their families were on the line, when their jobs were on the line, whatever it may be, their future, their hopes, their dreams, whatever it may have been, was on the line and now they're in an impossible place. And wherever you're at today may seem impossible. And you may question God, why again, Lord? Why am I here today, Lord? How am I going to do this? But let me encourage you. With God, there's always a way. There is always a way. And he goes on to say, and Moses said to the people, fear not. The Lord is saying to me and you today, fear not. Stand firm. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. Are you ready to see the salvation of the Lord that he will work for you today? Not tomorrow, but today. But do you trust him? Amen. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent or to be still. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it that people of Israel may go through the Red Sea on dry ground. And as you read on, you see that God did this. But it took Moses taking God at his word to do what he did for those waters to, to part. And many times God will tell you, lift up those hands, son. Lift up them hands, daughter. Start to seek me and praise me. And as you do, you will see my glory. Because I will make a way where there's no way. And see, there was a time that there was, we were, we were bound, we were blind, we were lost, and there was no way. There had to be sacrifices, but those sacrifices were only a temporary covering. But thank God for this scripture here, John chapter 14, verse 1. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? <laughs> Here it is. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would also have known my Father also. But from now on, you do know him and have seen him. What is impossible for man is not impossible for God. 
He made a way through his son, Jesus, that we could come with boldness and confidence to the throne of grace to obtain mercy in our time of need. He made a way of salvation that is still available today. All he says is to believe in me, to believe in God the Father and his son and what he has done for me and you. And he gives you eternal life and the peace that surpasses all understanding. And in that, we come to know that, Jesus, you are my everything. You have desires. I have desires, wants, different things that we're praying for, believing God for. Continue to believe in God. Continue to trust him. Continue to trust in his son. I can't tell you and promise you that God will restore everything. I cannot tell you that God will do this and do that for you. But what I can tell you is that he can give you the peace that is like a peace like no other. He can be your comfort through it all. He can be your strength through it all. He can be your wisdom through it all. If we're willing to continue to come to him and take what is freely given to me and you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. If you seek God, then you realize I already have all that I need in him. It's when we start to seek everything else because we focus on the need more than we focus on him, we're out of balance. And therefore, our relationship is turned upside down. But when we come to him and seek him, Lord, I need your strength. I need your wisdom. I need your peace, Lord. I need direction. Lord, I'm in need of this. I'm in need of health. I'm in need of instruction. I'm in need of peace. I'm in need of of direction in this relationship. I'm in need of direction in my job. Whatever it may be, Lord, I'm in need. And in that, you recognize he's already met that need. Because he's all that we need. And in that, now we can rejoice for thanking the Lord. Thank you for providing for all my needs. Yeah, I still got to go work to get it. I still got to go do it. But at least I know I already have it in the Lord. And if I don't have it, it's probably because the Lord is not, doesn't have it for me yet. And I say yet because I'm still believing. <laughs> All in his time, amen? And there might be some things that are just a straight no, but you know, it's, keep talking about that. <laughs> but we serve a good God. And I'll ask the question again, do you trust him? I'll close with this scripture. I can't go on without reading it. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Christ Jesus. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy 
that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. That is our hope today. It is a hope that's not seen. It's a hope of faith. It's a faith and a belief that me and you have today and that we share with others that they can have today if they choose to believe. I can't force anybody to believe in Jesus. It took me a long time to come back to Jesus and believe in him again. I believed in him when I was young, and when I got older, I departed. But he brought me back into a right-standing relationship with him, and I'm thankful for him for that. Because I rejected him. I deserve death. But that's not what he gave me. He gave me life. And even if I were to go home tomorrow, it's the Lord's will, not mine. I thank God that I can have peace knowing to whom I go to. And we have that peace today. That is the peace that is in the Lord today, the peace that surpasses all understanding. But it's a faith. It's a trust. For you to believe in the Lord, it's a faith walk. Will you have doubts? Yes. Will you have fears? Yes. You'll go through a lot. But can I tell you something? You're going to go through that anyway. (laughs) But at least now you have hope. You have an out, a source. You have a way out. And that is Jesus. I'm going to ask that every eye, every head bowed and every eye closed for a second here. And those watching with us today. If you don't know the Lord this morning. The Lord just wants you to know you can trust him. You can trust him. He is trustworthy. And if that is you today and you would like to know the Lord, I'm just going to ask that you raise your hand where you're at today and we'd like to pray for you. It's just a prayer of faith. But it's a prayer of faith that your life will never be the same. Yeah, there'll be a lot of questions, a lot of different things, but it's a peace that's like no other. It's not a magical prayer. It's a prayer of faith. But if you believe it with all your heart, oh, you have life everlasting. So this morning, I'm just going to ask that you pray, pray along with me as we pray together this prayer of faith. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge I've sinned against you and I've sinned against those around me. But today, I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you are the Son of God and that you died for my sins and rose again on the third day. Write my name in your Lamb's book of life that I may be with you forever and fill me 
with your Holy Spirit that I might have the strength to follow you all my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This was you today. Share what you did today. Share with what you did today. But for all those today that are in another place today, you can trust him. Just want to encourage you, you can trust him. It may look fearful. It may look like, Lord, doesn't look good. <laughs> but you can trust him. It may be a short road, it may be a long road ahead of you. But you can trust him to bring you through. And if you find yourself in a place that you're overwhelmed, and you don't know what else to do, call upon the Lord. I found myself in that place this week. I think I even broke out with hives first time. But I found myself in a place looking forward, way ahead, things that haven't even happened yet. And I'm saying, Lord, didn't you just teach us that? But I was able to call upon the Lord, and he saved me out of it. And he's able to do that for me and you today. Do you trust him? Then this morning, as we take communion this morning, I'm going to ask that you come and take it. It's been offered. It's been freely given. Don't worry about what kind of juice it is, what kind of bread it is. It's open. They have gone too far off from you, Lord. They have walked away, Lord Jesus. And Father God, Lord Jesus, they just don't see no other way, my God. But Lord, we thank you today that we are reminded. And Lord, we ask you to remind them that, Lord Jesus, there is still power in the blood of Jesus, Lord. And as we continually turn to you, they can turn to you too, my God. And Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you today. Because as we do this in remembrance, we know that we can trust you, Lord with those we love today, that, Lord, they will be able to come to know you, Lord. And, Father God, we thank you as we do this in remembrance today, my God, because we also trust you knowing, Lord God, that, Father God, Lord, that the blood of Jesus, Lord, my God, is the one that washes us and strengthens us today. So, Father, we just thank you today as we do this in remembrance of you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, it was off there, but you guys heard me in here. Apologize to those online, but you know, we were, uh, we could, we could hear. So we were taking convenience. I know you were taking communion with us this morning. Amen. But we do this in remembrance because in this, we were reminded that we can continue to trust the Lord. Let me encourage you. Keep trusting him. Keep believing in him. Keep knowing that he is faithful and he will bring you through. So no matter what the obstacle may be, he made a way where there is no way. His name is Jesus. Amen.
Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. We thank you for this time this morning. We thank you, Lord Jesus, Father God, that we're able to rejoice in you today. We thank you, Father God, Lord Jesus, for being so good to us and so wonderful and so amazing, my God. And Father, we just thank you today, Lord God, that we are reminded we can trust you, Lord. And Father God, we will continue to trust you, Lord. As your word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on our own understanding. But in all our ways, acknowledge you and you shall direct our paths, Father God. So as we trust you, we thank you, Lord, that it is you that directs us, guides us, and leads us in all that we do, Lord. And we thank you, Father God, for those that we're praying for today. We thank you that we can trust you, Lord God, that you are with them, that you're providing, that you're taking care of them, that you're bringing them through, Lord. And Father, we thank you that we can have peace, Lord, as we trust in you, Lord God. So Father, we just thank you this day. We thank you, Father God, for the tithes and offerings. We give cheerfully and wholeheartedly unto you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for all that you have given to us, Lord. We thank you for all the provisions that we have in you, Lord. And for those that are in need today financially, we thank you, Lord, that you are able to open up the door that no man can shut, Lord. And Father God, Lord, we just thank you today that you have met all our needs according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So we love you, we praise you, and we bless you this day, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Well, a couple announcements. Uh, Bible study this Wednesday. Men of God, we do have men's ministry coming up this Friday night at 7 o'clock, so we encourage you to come and join us for a pot of coffee as we just come and hang out and fellowship together. So that will be this Friday night here in the Annex Room. So feel free to, you want to bring, bring your dinner with you, we'll share it with you. Amen. Be at 710, amen, because we'll be in the annex room, so we can have some food over there and some, you know, some coffee and stuff, so amen. It will be good on that. And uh, also, what's it called? Uh, we do have now the Zal giving. So if you would like to give on Zal, we are set up now for that. It is under New Living Way Church Downey at gmail.com. So if you have any questions, just feel free to let me know. And uh, we are all set up with that now. Amen. So looking forward to that and just thankful to the Lord we we're able to do that. Amen. Well, praise God. You guys have a blessed day today. Amen. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl's next Sunday, too. God bless you. Dismissed this morning. Amen. Thank you guys all for joining us online as well.